Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all on battery at batterypower.com at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Of course, you can also find everything that we provide as far as the Battery Power podcast content goes free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. And it's available just about every single day. That's how much we want to provide content to our loyal listeners to make sure you get the best coverage when it comes to the Braves around. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest. Atlanta. Third time, the third time is truly the charm for the Braves. That's been a bit of a theme over the past five weeks. As we've discussed multiple times, yes, the Braves have had three different instances in which they've lost three games in a row. But every time they lose three games in a row, they make sure that that fourth in a row doesn't happen as they were able to get the victory in San Francisco on Tuesday night. And even more important, the Mets once again lost to the Cubs with the Braves winning. The the Braves are now just a half game outside of the NL East division lead. They're keeping right, they're keeping pace right with the Mets and it was a very good victory on Tuesday night. We talked a bit yesterday about how Kyle Wright had, you know, once again, it seemed like he was having a bit of a bout with some arm fatigue. Well, last night, Kyle Wright came out. He wasn't as impressive as he has been in many other starts last night, but he did enough to limit the Giants' offense, allowed for his offense to be able to support him, and he was able to get his 18th win of the season. Overall, five and one-thirds innings, three hits, one earned run, Three balls, four strikeouts. So Wright was not striking out the opposition as, you know, to his normal levels. He was not, you know, he did have some walks, so his control was not there as it normally would. Only 58 strikes out of 100 pitches, but once again, eight ground outs to only one flyout. So he was able to limit the overall ability that the Giants had to make hard contact. What also stood out from last night's game was another complete performance from the Braves bullpen. Three and two-thirds innings, five strikeouts, yes, two walks, but only one hit and no earned runs. 
This, again, is a formula that the Braves have tried and true. They know how much it means. If the bullpen can come in and put zeros up on the board, especially with an offense, that can stay consistent when it's on, you know, it, 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 when it's doing its best. And that's exactly what occurred last night. But speaking of the offense, that's what stood out last night as well. The Braves, once again, putting together a pretty impressive game. Only five strikeouts last night. That's one thing that has stood out over the past few games is that despite the fact that the Braves have law, did lose three games in a row, they're continuing to make better contact than they have for much of the season. Only five strikeouts, three walks, ten hits, three for seven with runners in scoring position. Now, a couple of players that stand out. Dansby Swanson hit his 20th home run of the season, a two-run home run that put the Braves up three to one. We'll discuss him a bit more in a second. But Michael Harris, again, two hits on the night, including a double, an RBI, and a run. Just listen to these numbers. And, and, and in time, we'll look at just how impressive Michael Harris has been. He's played 95 games so far. Really want to see where he stacks up against other players in Major League history in terms of his production through the first 100 games of his career. But just listen to these numbers through the first 95 games of his career. Michael Harris in those first 95 games, 107 hits, 66 runs, 57 RBIs, 18 home runs, 25 doubles, 43 extra base hits. You're basically getting an extra base hit from Michael Harris. You're getting a hit and an, or an extra base hit from Michael Harris in every other game. It is incredible the production that he is showing at such a young age. As I discussed yesterday, literally one of the best, one of the top five position players in terms of value since August 1st, and just time in, day in and day out, Michael Harris is absolutely mashing at the plate. And with a Braves offense that right now has plenty of players who were, you know, struggling at the plate a bit in another game in which there was, you know, hardly any production at all from Austin Riley and, and Matt Olson. Michael Harris is the one who stepped up playing to an MVP type level and he just keeps going and it is just impressive. Magnificent, marvelous, whatever word you want to use to describe Michael Harris, we're running out of him. It is just so much fun to see him playing at the level that he is right now. So the Braves get a 5-1 to one victory. They move to within a half a game. Of the Mets in the division, a successful Tuesday night, to say the least, going into Wednesday afternoon. But what continues to be impressive, though he has fallen off a bit over the past few months compared to what he was playing at in May and early June, Dansby Swanson is really putting together a campaign that is not only impressive in terms of Braves franchise history, but also when it comes to comparing to his peers in the majors right now. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 
Last night, when Dansby Swanson hit the 20, his 20th home run of the season, it became the third time in Braves franchise history that a shortstop had hit 20 or more home runs in a single season. Well, the crazy thing is, is that it's actually the second straight year that it's occurred, as Dansby Swanson now has produced two of the three times that a shortstop in Braves franchise history has hit 20 or more home runs. The only other person to do it was Dennis Minky in 1964 when he hit 20 home runs himself. Now, Minky's season in 1964 also is significant because that, according to Fangraphs, is the highest value. It's the most valuable season a shortstop has produced in a Braves uniform in franchise history. That season, Minky was worth 6.1 FWAR. Well, Dansby this year now is worth 5.8 FWAR. It's the third highest value a shortstop has produced in a Braves uniform in a single season in franchise history. The only two others to have produced more valuable seasons were Minky in 1964 and Johnny Logan in 1955. This is the highest value a shortstop has produced for the, for the Braves since Jeff Blauser had a 5.4 FWAR season in 1993. So the point that I'm getting at is, is that the stretch that we've seen Dansby produce at over the past two seasons, we've really not seen it before, or we've rarely, rarely seen it in franchise history. Only two of the three times. There's only been three times where a shortstop has hit 20 or more home runs. Dansby has done it twice now in back-to-back -back years. There's only been three times in which a brave shortstop has been worth 5.5 FWAR in a season or higher. Dansby is doing it this year. So we truly are seeing a stretch of some of the best shortstop play in franchise history. Now, I'm not saying that Dansby Swanson is the best shortstop in franchise history. Johnny Logan, Rafael Fercal, Jeff Blauser, their duration with the Braves, statistics, what have you, all of that probably gives them a stronger argument. But what I am saying is that right now when it comes to a Braves shortstop, Dansby Swanson has put together two straight years of potentially the best play we've seen from a Braves shortstop you know, in franchise history. You can make that argument. But the thing about it is this, is not just the fact that you know, Dansby Swanson is starting to enter the conversation. He, he likely won't be a big part of the conversation unless he stays in Atlanta beyond this year. But we're seeing Dansby enter the conversation of at least consideration. For, you know, he already is one of the best shortstops in Braves franchise history. He's putting together a resume where you can make the argument he may be the best shortstop we've seen in franchise history. Again, others probably have stronger arguments. But what can't be denied is that Dansby Swanson now also has put together multiple years worth of proof that he's one of the best shortstops currently in the game. If you go back to look at all the shortstops in Major League Baseball, their production since 2019, Dansby Swanson has been the 10th most valuable shortstop, if you go by FWAR, in the Major Leagues. But if you go since 2020, in which Swanson 
you know, really started to put together consistency. He was very impressive during this shortened 2020 season. Came out last year, though his strikeout and, and contact numbers went down. His power was on display, 25 home runs. And this year has finally put it all together. A consistent approach at the plate along with the power display we've seen him show. Since the 2020 season, the start of the 2020 season, Dansby Swanson has been worth 11.4 FWAR. That is the fourth highest value of any shortstop in the majors. Trey Turner, Francisco Lindor, Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson. Those have been your four most valuable shortstops in the majors since the start of the 2020 season. And this is why when we've heard you know, some rumors out there that Dansby Swanson and the Braves could be talking extension, this is why it's a bit odd that, that Swanson may be open to an extension or you know, potentially a discount right before he goes into free agency. Because when you compare last summer, you know, we've talked a bit about it, you know, through batterypower.com, a lot of the great written content there. We've talked about it on the podcast network. Last summer, the spending spree that was on shortstops last summer, if Dansby Swanson saw that, has put together the season that he has this year, there's a good chance he's going to get paid very well this offseason. And we'll discuss that plenty, you know, as the offseason moves along. But the point is, is that with what shortstops were paid last year, how impressive Dansby Swanson has been this year, and the fact that he has now put together, you know, multiple campaigns that truly supports him being one of the best shortstops in the league, it was always going to be a bit surprising if him and the Braves agreed to an extension before the offseason and it came at a discount. No doubt, Dansby Swanson likely wants to be in Atlanta long term, but the numbers that he has produced over the past few seasons really should support him getting some high numbers thrown at him when it comes to dollar figures this offseason. I mean, just compare it. When we've talked about shortstops, their value since the start of the 2020 season, Corey Seager, since the start of 2020, he is eighth. He has been worth 9.8 war compared to Dansby's 11.4. He made $300 million this offseason. Carlos Correa is right behind Dansby in terms of value since 2020. He's potentially getting paid $35 million per year over the next three years. Javier Baez, who earned $160 million from the Tigers, you know, regardless of whether or not you think it's he was worth that money, he got $160 million from the Tigers this offseason. So Dansby Swanson continues to see, to produce and continues to see his likely price raised this offseason in terms of what a team will have to pay him to sign him long term. And again, that's to be discussed down the road. But the point that I'm bringing up is it's truly been impressive to not only see the fact that Dansby Swanson has finally put, put together the consistency we were waiting for him to put together through the first three or four years of his career, but now, if someone wants to talk about Dansby Swanson being a top five, six, seven shortstop in the game right now, proof is in the pudding. It's not just this year in which he truly, in which he now is the third most valuable shortstop during the 2022 season, but he's literally been a top five shortstop since the start of the 2020 season, and the Braves have benefited from it greatly, not only during the regular season, but as we also know, Dansby Swanson has put together plenty of clutch moments in the postseason as well.
The Braves certainly hope Dansby Swanson will be on his game today as they, as they will close out their series against the San Francisco Giants. And it doesn't get very <laughs> much harder than their opponent today. Carlos Rodon will be on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. 12-8 and eight this year, an ERA that's been around three for most of the second half of the season. Rodon looked like the National League favorite for the Cy Young Award earlier on this year. He ran into a, you know, an, a start in which he gave up eight runs that really kind of you know derailed that campaign, but he continues to be one of the more impressive arms in the National League so far this year. And his one time that he has faced Atlanta actually came earlier this season in which he went seven innings, gave up only one run, 10 strikeouts. The Braves were able to find success against the Giants' bullpen and eventually get the win in that game. But Rodon was dominant against the Braves earlier this season as they've only seen him one time so far in his career. Opposing Rodon will be Charlie Morton for the Braves. Morton, again, he's been very he's been impressive in the second half of the season. Hasn't been as dominant as he was last year. There's been some very good starts. There's also been some starts where he clearly was not at the top of his game, but still was able to put together an impressive performance. The Braves are hoping once again that Charlie Morton will be able to stay with Rodon, will be able to match Rodon, even if, you know, Morton may only may give up a few runs and Rodon only gives up one or, or none. The point of games like this for Charlie Morton is to keep it close. That's the point for Morton and trust that his offense will eventually be able to put together an opportunity to take over the game and get the win, whether it be against the opposing starter or later in the game when it gets into the bullpen. So it's going to be a fun pitching performance as the Braves close out their series in San Francisco. Hopefully the Braves offense, it'll be great if either Austin Riley or Matt Olson can make an impact in this game and end this series on a good note and the Braves can get another series win and perhaps, perhaps have the opportunity to take the lead in the NL East again if the Cubs can have success against the Mets as well later on today. Can't thank you enough for listening to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name is Sean Coleman. It's an absolute joy to always be with you. Hope you have a great day. Enjoy the Braves this afternoon. Don't forget an early start, 245 Central, 345 Eastern start for the Braves as they close out their series in San Francisco with hopefully what what will hopefully be a win. We'll be back with you tomorrow here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.